listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Wednesday the 1st of September. You are listening to Recap. I'm Jose. And I'm Alice. Now we both work at Sharesies and Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we get going, please listen to this important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Alice. It's great to have you back on the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to be back. Um, Still in lockdown though, aren't we? Yes, we are. We are. Some of us are in different levels. Uh, Alice yes. is in Wellington. I'm in Auckland, but that's totally cool. It means that we can still do recap regardless of the situation. And uh, yeah, how's the lockdown going? You were saying you, you need to go for a walk before. I sure do. Yeah. I mean, my lockdown, so I was meant to have this big exam next week, but unfortunately that um, has been cancelled because of the lockdown restrictions. So up until now, I was busy studying in all my spare time, but now I'm free and I don't know what to do. <laughs> you do, you look a bit stunned, actually. I have to say, you're yeah, focused, I'm sort but of just like in my in my spare time, I'm just twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> oh well, let's see if we can get you uh, back into the swing of things. What has been happening today, uh, Alice? Uh, well, you've heard of Allbirds, right? Uh, yes, yes, I think I have. They make those wool shoes, eh? They're a New Zealand company, I think. Uh, yeah, well, they're, they're a Kiwi-born company. They were founded here in Aotearoa in 2015. Uh, one of their co-founders is actually the former all-white Tim Brown. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. And, and you're right about the footwear. So they, they make footwear and they're really, really big on doing this sustainably. And their first shoe, which is perhaps one that they're most well-known for, is the Wool Runner. And that's made of New Zealand merino wool. Um, since then they've launched other footwear and even just really recently launched an activewear range um, that's made out of eucalyptus tree fibre and merino wool. And am I right in thinking that um, all birds uh, get a bit of popularity in the US as well? Yeah, that's right. So as I said before, they do have those Kiwi roots, but the company is now based in San Francisco. Uh, and the US is where the majority of their retail stores are. Uh, they do have one in Auckland, um, a couple of a couple in Asia and even some in the UK and Europe. Um, but yeah, in the US is where um, they have gained some popularity. In fact, there's been some pretty big names snapped wearing them, uh, including Barack Obama and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, DiCaprio himself. Well, I'm guessing you're not just giving me an All Birds 101 for no reason. I'm assuming they've been in the news recently. Yeah, they sure were. So um, All Birds is planning on going public. Uh, so at the moment, they're a privately held company. That means they're not listed on an exchange and everyday people like you or I can't buy and sell shares in Allbirds. Uh, but that's going to change. Um, Allbirds has now officially applied to list on the NASDAQ stock exchange under the ticker um, BIRD or BIRD. Perfect stuff. Um, I did see a headline about this. Is this is this fresh off the news press? Uh, well, 
Yes and no. So it has been reported in the media for a few months now that Allbirds has been eyeing up a listing um, or, or to go public. But what's happened overnight is that Allbirds has filed um, a document with the US Securities and Exchange Commission or SEC. So it's now official. Um, it's The process is now in motion. Uh, now that that document that they submitted to the SEC, it contains information about the company and its plans to go public, and it is publicly available for investors or potential investors to have a look at. Were there any interesting nuggets in those documents or in that document? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's some quick stats. So Orbit sells over one million pairs of shoes a year. Um, they have 27 stores in total, although most of their sales, or 89%, are made online. Oh, that's really interesting. And they have a yeah. loyal customer base. So repeat customers, those are customers who come back more than once, they account for around half of all bird sales. Now those repeat customers, they also tend to spend more when they come back um, the second time. On average, they spend 25% more um, that, that next time they come back. Oh, it's, always, it's, always, it's always really interesting to look underneath the hood. What about the um, company's financials? Yeah, well, that's also an interesting one. Uh, now, Allbirds have reported revenue growth in the past few years. They grew their revenues from $194 million in 2019 to $219 million in 2020. Uh, now, this is US dollars that we're talking in here. But while they're reporting that revenue growth, they're also growing their losses. Uh, in 2020, they made a loss of just under $26 million. Now, this was greater than the loss they made the prior year, which was about $14.5 million. Now, on top of that, Allbirds also said that they don't expect to make a profit anytime soon. All right. So, I mean, last week we talked about Rocket Lab a lot and how they went public in a non-traditional way. They essentially merged with another company that was already listed to go public. Is Allbirds doing the same thing? Uh, no, so Allbirds is planning on taking the more traditional route of listing on an exchange, and that's called an initial public offering. But at this stage, we don't know the exact timing of when this will happen. And when companies go public, one of the main reasons for doing so tends to be to raise money for the company. Is Allbirds doing the same thing here? Uh, they will, uh, but the document didn't state how much money they're trying to raise. Uh, but what they did say is that the money will, the money raised will go towards opening more stores around the world, as well as um, having funds to make acquisitions. Oh, interesting. And do we know how much the company's worth? Uh, well, in October last year, Allbirds raised some money from investors. And at this time, the company was valued at 1.7 billion US dollars. Uh, that's about 2.4 billion New Zealand dollars. Uh, now, when the company goes public, um, this the, the value of the company will be much more readily available. All right, what's up next, Jose? Okay, so we've got two announcements from an Australian share market uh, listed company. So the company's called Forbidden Foods, um, and it's legit. It's not some sort of kinky outfit, by the way. Uh, it's an Australian food supplier. It offers health-based food to both the retail and the food service sectors. Uh, its two main brands are Sensory Mill, and it's a plant-based uh, food brand. It's very big into their flowers. They've got quinoa flour, chickpea flour, hemp flour, according to their website. They're also very big on um, different kinds of rices. Okay, and then what's your other brand? And the other brand is called Funch, which I assume means there's... Lushing together fun and lunch. 
um, which sounds pretty good to me. Now, that's a food brand for children and for infants, but I'll talk a bit more about that very soon. But in terms of announcements, the first thing to note is Forbidden Foods posted their full year results. But alongside that, they also announced an interesting new distribution agreement with China. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so what are some of the details of this agreement? Uh, so it involves uh, Funch, as I said, their kid and uh, infant brand, and it's basically an exclusive deal to distribute all their fruit uh, puree squeezies and snack balls and baby food throughout China. Okay, and then are they doing this with a Chinese company? Like, who's the deal with? Yeah, so it's an outfit called Orange Group. They're Beijing-based, and they deal with FMCG, which I learned today stands for Fast Moving Consumer Goods. So basically that means they're goods which have a short shelf life, um, either because they're perishable, like uh, milk or meat, or like in the case of Funch, they're items that get sold really quickly, like uh, soft drinks or chippies. Okay, so speaking of shelf lives, uh, is your shelf life to this agreement? <laughs> I love what you did there. Uh, it's a two-year okay, deal. No worries. It's a two-year deal, and in that time, Orange Group will distribute bunch goodies uh, through their trading arm Panda Trading, which services 10,000 stores around northern and central China. Now, there's no detail um, on how much the deal is worth, but in their statement, Forbidden Foods noted that the baby food industry in China is expected to reach 52 billion American dollars by 2026. Alrighty, and then how did the market react to this news? Yeah, so the ASX uh, price rose by roughly 9% to hit 30 cents by the close of the market yesterday. But when I looked earlier this afternoon, it had moved to 28.5 cents. But Alice, you've got a bit more news from the US today, don't you? I sure do. So Zoom released their quarterly earnings. Uh, now Zoom is listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange and we probably all know it for the video communication platform it provides. Absolutely. I bet a lot of uh, Kiwis have been spending a lot of time on Zoom in the past few weeks in lockdown. Now they've got, a, they've got to be a company that's fared pretty well during the pandemic, right? How did they go this quarter? Uh, they sure have. So uh, just to look a little bit at the past, um, Zoom's second quarter revenue, so that's the period April to June, increased 191% from June 2019 to June 2020. So that's capturing that um, initial part of the pandemic. Yeah. And then the, uh, for this year, um, this year's second quarter um, reported a 54% increase in revenue um, to $1 billion US dollars. Right. So investors must have been happy with that, right? Uh, well, Zoom's share price actually fell at 12% after the earnings report came out. Uh, now, I've seen it uh, cited in the news, including from CNBC and Yahoo Finance, that that's due to that slowdown in growth. Uh, so even though Zoom reported 54% growth um, year on year for this quarter, it's a contrast to that almost 200% growth that they had this time a year ago. Mm. Uh, now, on top of that, uh, Zoom's forecast for the following quarter um, is forecasting 31% growth. So again, a bit lower than what the company has historically seen. Mm, so what's driving that result? Uh, now, now let's remember that when coronavirus first emerged, Zoom gained millions of new users um, as people started working from home and Zoom saw a lot of growth in that time. Um, now, as businesses and schools reopen, some of that growth is slowing down. But the company did point out that the outbreak of the Delta variant is delaying plans to reopen some offices and schools. Okay, so what happened with Zoom's earnings? 
Uh, earnings came in at $1.36. Uh, this is US dollars, by the way, per share. Um, that's an adjusted figure. Now, this actually beat analyst expectations of $1.16 per share. And what else has been Zoom has Zoom been up to lately? Uh, yeah, they've, they've been up to a few things during the quarter. Um, one, they announced they're intending to buy 5.9 for 14.7 billion US dollars. Now, 5.9 is a cloud software provider. Um, alongside that, they also launched a couple of new features for the platform. One is Zoom Events, which allows organizations to host events on the platform. And another is Zoom Apps, which um, allows them to work better with third-party apps. Awesome. Thank you very much, Alice. Hey, uh, just before we go as well, I thought I'd just give a wee update to a story we covered yesterday. So we reported that South Korea was on the verge of voting on new laws which would make it illegal for app store operators to ban developers from using third-party payment systems. Um, sort of classic wall garden stuff, really. So it's colloquially known as the anti-Google law in South Korea, although it also has repercussions for Apple, as both the big tech giants make up to 30% commissions on sales in their respective stores. Well, uh, after the vote in South Korea's National Assembly was delayed earlier this week, which was what we voted, we uh, recorded, uh, reported on rather um, yesterday, the vote was finally passed um, today. What happens from there is uncertain though, but at least one commentator I was reading on CNBC today was describing it as, quote, a potential watershed moment, end quote. And uh, that was Recap for the 1st of September. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. A Recap will be back tomorrow. Kakiti Anno. Bye.